All right, thank you for joining us. Our show today, Plant Medicine for Mental and Emotional Well-Being. Why is the pharmaceutical industry and government health agencies so against plant medicine? It's kind of strange when you consider that many of the patented drug products that actually come out of the pharmaceutical industry, they come from plants. So if you're struggling with mental or emotional issues, you've probably heard of St. John's wort or ashwagandha, you know, things like this. All good, don't get me wrong, but today we're going to focus our attention on the hotly debated issues surrounding the hemp plant. Some basic historical research would reveal that this plant was heavily used throughout the United States until it was outlawed starting in 1932, not that long ago. There's a big movement to restore the legal right of farmers to grow hemp on a large commercial scale. And this is exciting news because some experts estimate the hemp market to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And let's not forget the potential it holds to help millions of people. Of course, within the natural health world, the hemp plant and its extracts get a lot of good press. But despite the positive news, the mainstream media and Western medical world continue to demonize its usage. I mean, unless, of course, you're talking about having some hemp seeds in your smoothie or salad. I think you know exactly what I mean. Today on the Natural Health 365 podcast, we'll talk about the many misconceptions surrounding hemp, talk about the health benefits, the science, plus much more. And I've got a very special guest to talk about all of this. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Hyla Cass to our show. Dr. Cass, welcome. Happy to be here. Very special guest. What on earth do I mean by that? I'll just kind of inject here. I mean, Dr. Cass, we go back a lot of years when I was thinking about us doing, you know, the other podcast that we did the other, the I guess a few weeks back, and now this one. I mean, we were doing online events before online events were even a big deal. Do you remember that? I certainly do. Okay, so today, what I want to focus on, Dr. Cass, obviously a lot of people who hear about hemp, they're going to want to naturally, you know, think about things like CBD. Why don't we first define what CBD is, okay? Sure. It's, the, uh, it's an extract from hemp oil. It's phytocannabinoids. And CBD is one of quite a, probably 100 or more phytocannabinoids. One of them is THC. That's the one that's most famous. That's what people have been using to get high. And the plants have been bred for THC levels. But this is different. CBD is different. It does not get you high. It has a lot of medicinal qualities, but getting high is not one of them. And so right now, medicinally, we're using extracts from the hemp plant that have 0.3% or less of CBD, of THC, and that compares to something like 5, 10, even 20% with the, uh, with, of THC in the plants that are bred to be um, really, yeah, you know, to get you high. Yeah, and I want people to understand this is not about getting high. We've listed this show as something to really help people with mental and emotional issues. No doubt it does have value. If I had put CBD in the title, I mean, this is something that's so demonized, as I said before. You know, the uh, search masters would probably just suppress this, and nobody would be able to find it at all. But we're going to talk about, you know, other things when it comes to the hemp plant, 
uh, specifically, Dr. Cass, let's focus this in on is CBD what you would call hemp oil extract, or is there a difference? Please explain. Well, I refer, for example, I have a, a product that I developed, and I call it hemp oil extract because it contains not only CBD, which is next to THC, one of the main cannabinoids, but it also has other cannabinoids in it that have other things that they do, like beta-caryophyllin that's particularly good for inflammation. And then there are all the terpenes, and many other plants have terpenes. Terpenes are what gives uh, the herbs their uh, particular aromas, and they have great medicinal value. So really what we're talking about is the whole plant. And you know about this with plant medicine. You want to use the whole plant. You don't want to use just an isolate. And we also understand very well, a lot of people listening to this program, that there's very little we understand when it comes to the real health benefits of using a whole plant. But just to be perfectly clear, a couple things. I mean, number one, hemp oil extract is not going to make you high, right? No, it will not make you high. And in fact, there are some companies, mine included, that have zero THC. We actually remove it uh, during the extraction process. Because, you know, people are really sensitive to it. A lot of people, first of all, don't want to get high. Second of all, some people can feel even the tiniest bit of THC. Third, it actually accumulates in the fat cells. And if you have an issue of having drug testing at work, for example, and you have been taking CBD that has THC, there's no guarantee that you won't test positive and then have some explaining to do. So why don't we just jump right into some of the health benefits? Because, again, when it comes to things like what I mentioned with ashwagandha, I know this is not 100% of the time. I'm sure, Dr. Cass, you're not suggesting that if everyone just uses hemp oil extract and they're feeling anxious or stressed out or high-strung, immediately you're going to feel it in like an hour and everyone's going to react the same way. It's going to be super positive. None of this is pretending that this is a an end-all product for all people, for all situations. But I know for myself, being a very high-energy, sometimes really overly work-type person, when I've taken ashwagandha in the past, that's something that really did make me feel so much better. I certainly didn't feel high from using ashwagandha. And I feel like it's the same thing when we're focusing our attention today on hemp oil extract Please talk about some of the health benefits and when in your practice, I know you've been working with people for years, how long does it take for these kind of effects to take place? Talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, I'll I'll address that first. What's interesting is that when you take the tincture under your tongue, it's an oil, so it's not technically a tincture, but when you take the oil-based product under your tongue, uh, I've seen results in just a few minutes. Uh, For example, I had uh, a young man brought in by his mother. He'd been uh, overusing THC, was highly irritable, very difficult, was not relating to me at all, didn't really want to be there, was being um, kind of disrespectful to his mother, ignoring me, and so on. So I said, would you be willing to try something? And he kind of went, okay, all right. And I... I said, this is CBD, and I'd like to put some under your tongue. So I put about half a dropper under his tongue. And then I went and was talking to his mother uh, and just let him sit there. And about five, maybe at the most ten minutes later, I turned to him and said, "Uh, how are you feeling? 
And he looked at me and he said, whoa, I am really feeling good. I haven't felt this good in a really long time. And he was looking me in the eye. He was making eye contact. So there you go. Here he was. He'd been irritable and cranky and un, you know, not relating at all. And here he was connecting with me. And so now we had a therapeutic alliance and I could begin to work with him. You know, it's amazing as you're talking. I mean, that sounds like anyone would quickly label a child like that. I mean, maybe it's not the right thing to do, but let's be honest. They might say that the child was autistic or had autism-like symptoms, and now here it is you're saying they literally, in some sense, were more grounded and at ease with themselves inside that they were like a completely different person. Well, he was a college student. He wasn't a child. So he had a history of being fairly normal. So the autism wasn't in the, in the um, picture here. But what he was, was strung out on weed. That was the problem. He'd been using too much. It was, he thought it was helping him sleep, but was actually disrupting his sleep. So he was sleep deprived and everything that goes with it. And people do react after a while to very high dose THC. Not everyone, but the, the product that's being grown now is very, very potent. And for many people, it overrides their own endocannabinoid system because of the lack of CBD in that mixture to counteract it. You know, nature works in balance. And by breeding this very high THC plant for the high value, you're missing out on the CBD, which is the grounding part. And you caught it. That's what, that's what it does. It's grounding. And it grounds by really connecting different, um, it, it connects your neurotransmitters uh, with your hormones, with your gut. It really is a big connector and modulator. So if you're overexcited, it brings you down. If you're under-focused, kind of lethargic, it brings you up. It's really an adaptogen. And in my case, an adaptogen for the brain because basically I'm, my focus is the brain. Yeah, but I am still wondering, Dr. Cass, what's your experience, if you have any at all, with anyone that might have, you know, a child that is suffering with autism where it really is, you know, I know it's a spectrum and there's severity and there's damage from vaccines and real serious toxicity issues and digestive problems and on and on and on. But just this, this kind of mild, you know, like spaced out not able to connect with their child, something's up. I'm wondering if this could help them at all. What do you think? Well, the research shows that it can, and there are parent groups. You know, in autism, there's very active parent groups, and you want to find out anything about treating it on a really practical level, that's where you go. And I was at a, a conference where I heard a, a representative of one of the parents' groups speaking, and what they do is they have a mixture they have uh, a CBD product that they use, and uh, by the way, they find often that adding in THC at times is actually useful with autism. So they have a THC product and a CBD product, and they mix and match based on what's going on at that particular time. They're very tuned into their children. They know what works, what doesn't work. And as you said, it really does ground them. It makes them more contactful, verbal all kinds of things. And, and what we're learning about so many conditions is that they have, that these people have low endocannabinoid systems. 
people who have PTSD, it's been determined that people who get PTSD versus those who don't from the same incident really has to do with how their endocannabinoid system was before the incident happened. And then when you raise, you can raise the endocannabinoid system and actually treat the PTSD. So talk a little bit about the science, right? Obviously, people are going to be like, well, that's all nice, some stories, and you know, it can be somewhat convincing for some people, but others are saying, hey, is there any science behind it? What do you say to them? Yeah, there is science. We know about how the endocannabinoid system works. I think there's lots more still to learn. But it wasn't really uncovered until 1992. Professor Mishulam, who'd been doing the work with THC since the 60s, uh, he's in Israel, he's still working, he still has grants, uh, determined, that, you know, he figured that if there's THC affecting our brain, there must be a THC receptor, and we must, must have some endogenous THC. And he finally discovered anandamide that is our natural THC. So that's, that's one of the endocannabinoids. So we make that, and in 1992, we discovered that and really unraveled the, the endocannabinoid system that runs throughout the body where we make it on demand for particular situations. Let's say the situation of pain or stress. We immediately make the, um, the cannabinoids. They're made on demand. They don't last very long. They're broken down by something called FA, F-A-A-H. And the way CBD works is it blocks FA, so it protects the uh, endocannabinoids from breaking down. So it's an indirect effect. For those who are concerned, you know, everything always seems to have, like, some sort of negative reaction, at least in the pharmaceutical world. So are there any potential negative side effects or warnings that we should be aware of for anybody who might want to use hemp oil extracts? Well, some people, occasionally there's nausea. I haven't actually had that in the, in, in the experience that I've had with my own patients and, and people who've used products that I know of. Uh, if you're taking a medication, and often I'm using CBD in my practice to help people get off meds, there's a theoretical warning about drug CBD interaction, and that's going to depend on which um, P450 enzyme that medication is broken down by compared to CBD. So I'm getting a little esoteric, but the bottom line is if you're under 100 milligrams of CBD, you really don't have to worry about drug CBD interaction. But there's really there's a lot of studies showing how it works, and by the way, it works great with animals. You know, the, the dogs and cats that are kind of skittish and nervous, um, the ones who have problems around fireworks, give them some CBD and they chill. So it works with, with dogs and cats, and I, there's no placebo effect there, you know, <laughs> or with young children, or with autistic children. That is not, it, it, it's just not a placebo effect. Yeah, so... Obviously, we'll get out of the way. Is it legal or not? I want to ask you that. But also, in your practice, why don't we just talk clinically speaking? You know, maybe give us a story or two about how you're using this in your practice. But first, is it legal to use? Well, it has been separated. The Farm Bill of 2018 separated it from THC, from the marijuana plant. So hemp-derived CBD, less than 0.3% THC, is not considered 
a drug of abuse the way it was before the Farm Bill, when it was tied in with marijuana. On the other hand, we still don't have uh, precise legislation about it from the FDA about it's being used as a supplement. So that's still some ruling that has to be made. Uh, when all that's said and done, it is such a big business right now. There's so many companies that are manufacturing and selling CBD. And some of, the, some of our drugstores are selling it, our drugstore chains. So I think, you know, I, I don't think that it's illegal. Uh, but you can say it's, you can say, see, this is kind of gray area. When I first heard about CBD, by the way, I said, oh, it's just an excuse to get high. Not that there's anything wrong with getting high, but I thought it was just an excuse. So I really understand when people have a reaction to CBD. Oh, wow, that's just, you know, stoner talk. And, and then I learned what I learned, and now I just love the product. I just had to say that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, Dr. Cass. This is not about getting high. I mean, that much we've made perfectly clear. But I see that, you know, a lot of this has to do, and I can't help but think of a story that we ran on Natural Health 365. Look, there was a cell tower by a school, and like 200 or so, don't quote me on it, but it's pretty darn close, basically about half of the students and parents, 200 out of, say, 400 or so, in the entire school, were not going to bring their kid because they felt like this was definitely the cause of cancers in this one particular school. Why am I bringing this up? Because the bottom line is, certainly they wouldn't tell you there's any science behind it. There's certainly a big push to spread these cell towers everywhere. It's a little bit of a gray area, right? It's hotly debated, on and on and on. The bottom line is, Enough people in a concentrated area, meaning this one particular school, wanted it so bad to be a certain way, in other words, remove that cell tower, that they literally got the cell tower to be removed. The order has been placed, which is, you know, just an incredible thing when you think that the trend is all the way the other way. And I can't help but think it's the same thing when it comes to what we're talking about here with hemp and plant medicine or CBD. There's this huge rush now. More and more people want to use it. They're looking at it, healthcare providers. But then you've got the government on the other side saying, whoa, 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 you know, this isn't good. It's This is illegal. This is illegal. And it's about having people come to a better understanding and a large enough amount of them to come to that understanding before we come to a different place. Does that make any sense? And there's Epidiolex. This is a drug. It's quite expensive. It's, uh, it was approved for the use of Dravet syndrome, which is a severe seizure disorder in children, because it's the only thing that works. Um, CBD is the only thing that works with these kids. So you can either use CBD and pay you know, kind of normal prices or get it through a prescription and pay several thousand dollars a month for it. But if it's proven to be good as a drug, then, I mean, that has to be, that has to be proof. But it also kind of interferes with our use of it because if something's being approved, been approved as a drug, it can't also be a supplement. So that's a little tricky. However, that indicate it's only one indication and it's CBD isolate. We're talking about 
full spectrum, and you really want the entourage effect. You want all the ingredients. Yeah, it's very easy to misunderstand this topic. I mean, I certainly know people who have created documentaries and whole topics on cannabis, and, you know, it goes on and on, and they didn't want to even mention the name because of this misperception that's out there that you can't even have a conversation about it. People get triggered by this very easily, no? Yes, it's really funny. I I said something about CBD having a great deal of medicinal value and that it may not be the THC. And I got a letter back of someone said that it's the THC and it's not. He just was on a, people are on their soapbox. Like he had to defend THC. I, I wasn't attacking THC. I was just saying that CBD is really good. And that maybe for many cases you don't need the THC. And also, of course, there are those out there who might have THC-type products, let's put it that way. I mean, certainly they're using medical cannabis. They're talking about cancer patients. They swear by it. People that are in severe physical pain who then feel better. I mean, there's a lot of value in it in certain situations. I just think it's important to just have open, intelligent conversations and not attack people. You know what I mean. And you also want to get you want to get a good source of it. Yeah, let's just get into it. A good source. If people are interested in using it, how do they go about getting it? Talk to us about that. You want to you want to get one that uh, lists the ingredients. You want full spectrum, not isolate. Uh, you want to be able to have access to a certificate of analysis that indicates what's in it, how many cannabinoids, what cannabinoids, what percentage, and make sure it's free of contaminants. Uh, and it has to taste good. I mean, I ended up making my own because I wanted a certain composition. I wanted a lighter oil uh, that didn't taste like... I, mean, I didn't like the taste of most CBD. So mine has a light oil and lemon flavor. It's an MCT oil. And it's actually very effective. So I'm very proud of my product. And you, you can find it at catsmd.com slash hemp oil, one word. So... Uh, I invite people to come and try it. And, of course, people should understand I'm not doing this show to get paid by Dr. Cass or anything. This has nothing to do with me earning a penny from this. This is just something that Dr. Cass has developed. But, Dr. Cass, can you just break it down for a few more minutes left that we have? Like, on your label, what would you consider good that people should look for, even if they don't get your product, breaking down the label so it's not confusing Say again clearly what people should look for that really kind of looks like a good place to start. You know what I mean. Well, the labels are pretty much the same. You, you want to see how many milligrams. It's a little, it's a little tricky. For, for example, uh, 500 milligrams in a, in a two-ounce bottle or 500 milligrams in a one-ounce bottle is common. And people read that and they think it's 500 milligrams per serving. And it isn't. What you have to do is take the milligrams per bottle and divide it by the number of, well, it's not ounces. You probably should divide it by milliliters. So in, for example, I have a 500 milligrams in two ounces. So one dropper, which is one milliliter, is 8.33 milligrams. So you're really getting 8.33 milligrams per dose. Uh, and that doesn't really matter either because you're really going to just titrate. Everyone's different. You ask, what, what dose, what's the starting dose? The starting dose is the lowest dose you can get, maybe a half a dropper, 
and then you move up to a dropper, move up to a dropper and a half, two droppers, three droppers, until you hit your particular amount. And most people are taking two, let's say one, two, four droppers throughout the day. And that's, um, that's going to be like 32 milligrams for the whole day. Uh, if you get a stronger one, let's say you get a 1,000 milligram one, then it's a, you know, a different dose, 1,500 milligram in a bottle, a two-ounce bottle, be 25 milligrams per dose and so on. You want to get the stronger one once you determine that what your dose is. No, Dr. Cass, this is important. It's like when I'm talking about vitamin C and people just want to know, how much should I take? You know, everybody is different. Their metabolism is different, their stress levels, their toxicity levels. So is it fair to say that what you're describing is it depends on everybody's biochemistry? Just find what that level is. And you know what? Maybe in 60, 90, 120 days, your level may change depending on how your physiology and your chemistry is changing as well. Isn't that true? Yes. Yeah. And it does build up in the system, which is a good thing. And then you may not need it as much. I mean, they did one study with smokers that uh, they, they were taking quite a bit of CBD during the time they were quitting smoking. And then afterwards, once they had quit and they had established they'd, they'd quit, they could stop the CBD and they were fine. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so that's what we're saying here is that this is not the kind of thing where you have to find your level and stay on it for the rest of your life. That's not what you're saying. Yeah, but it also depends on your genetics. Some people just don't make enough. And so they need to take more and keep taking it. Uh, an indication that you probably are low is having migraines, having uh, being susceptible to PTSD, anxiety, depression, sleep issues, and all of these really yield well to CBD. And so really what you're looking at, oh, pain, pain is it's great for pain. So what you do is you have a target symptom. I, I had a friend with sciatica, and we were at a, a show together walking the floor, and he was having trouble and didn't want to take a, uh, you know, a real pain pill, which would make him dopey, and he doesn't like them anyway. So I gave him CBD, which he hadn't tried before, and really within 15 minutes, we established that he needed four droppers because we didn't have time to mess around. So that's what he did. He was taking and Then he started to take it throughout the day. That was his loading dose. He began taking it throughout the day, and he was great. So, and he's still taking it now six months later. Do you, I know, but do you know what I find most interesting? Why do people like have this kind of experience? I'm sure you've seen it before many times. I know I've witnessed it. Man, my mind is blown. I can't believe I feel so much better just doing X, Y, Z, whatever it is, taking vitamin C, uh, milk thistle, uh, CBD, whatever it is that seems to be more of a natural product. The reason why their mind is blown is I think a lot of people, generally speaking, and I'm talking mentally and emotionally, I know you can appreciate this, Dr. Cass, I think a lot of people who go through anxiety, they feel stressed out. They feel like they're the only ones. Nobody understands it. They just kind of talk themselves into it, whether it's conscious or subconsciously, that this is just the way my life is. There's really not much I can do about it. And the whole reason why I feel this way is just because of some outside force, my job, a uh, person that I live with, whatever it might be. But yet what I'm trying to suggest is the vast majority of the time, Maybe if you just made some 
biochemical changes, if you will. You took something that's very safe and natural. You put something into your body, and all of a sudden, you feel so much better because you physically are different. Now you start perceiving your outside world very differently. Your whole life changes, and it's much better. And I'm saying that's there and available for so many people, and so many don't get to that point because they just kind of, in a certain way, they give up, right? You, know, you just said it perfectly. I mean, I see this all the time. You have people with all kinds of nutritional deficiencies, and when and I test for this. This is part of my work. When I test for the nutritional deficiency, and I give them what they need. It could be vitamin D. It could be a B vitamin, whatever it is, and their mood changes and their mind changes, and they get sharper, whatever it is that happens, and they're so amazed and because they thought that life was like that. So thank you for saying all that. That was great. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to say thank you, I've got a great way for you to tell us and to keep your immune system healthy and strong at the same time. Head over to naturalhealth365store.com and check out some of our many high-quality nutritional supplements in our store. You'll love it, and we really appreciate your support. Dr. Cass, that was a great show like I always seem to be able to have because I've got great people like you to join me. Thanks for being with us. Do you have any final words for our fantastic audience? Well, it's been a total pleasure. I always love being interviewed by you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for all the good work that you do. Anybody want to learn more about CBD, check out my website, CassMD.com, and particularly CassMD.com slash Okay, that's all for today, but we'll have many more great shows for you coming soon. As you know, I always like to say, thanks again for being with us. Talk to you soon. Take care.